Chapter Twenty One of The Turn of the Tide. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ina Dabisher, Auckland, New Zealand. The Turn of the Tide by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Twenty One. It had been young McGinnis's intention to look up the home and the parents of the little mill girl nelly magoon at once and see if something could not be done to keep for a time at least that frail bit of humanity out of the mills some days had elapsed however since he had talked with the child and not until now had he found the time to carry out his plan he was hurrying with frowning brow along the lower end of prospect hill road when suddenly his ears were assailed by the unmistakable evidence that somewhere a mob of small boys had found an object upon which to vent their wildest mischief the next moment a turn of the road revealed the almost motionless runabout with its living freight of shrieking urchins and its one white-faced terrified girl with a low breath margaret mcginnis sprang forward it was all done so quickly that even the girl herself could not have told how it happened almost unconsciously she slipped over into the vacant seat and gave her place to the fearless square-jawed man who seemingly had risen from the ground an apparently impossible number of long arms shot out to the right and to the left and the squirming urchins dropped to the ground sprawling on all fours and howling with surprise and chagrin then came a warning cry and a sharp honk 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 from the horn the next moment the car bounded forward on a roadway that opened clear and straight before it not until he had left the town quite behind him did mcginnis bring the car to a halt in the shade of a great tree by the roadside then he turned an anxious face to the girl at his side you're not hurt i hope miss kendall he began i didn't like to stop before to ask i hope you didn't mind being thrust so unceremoniously out of your place and run away with it he finished a faint twinkle coming into his gray eyes margaret flushed before she spoke she put both hands to her head and straightened her hat no i am not hurt she said faintly but i was frightened you you were very good to run away with me she added the red deepening in her cheeks i'm sure i don't know what i should have done if you hadn't the man's face darkened the little rascals he cried they deserve a sound thrashing every one of them but i'd done nothing i'd not spoken to them she protested i don't see why they should have molested me pure mischief to begin with probably returned the man they saw that you were frightened and that set them wild with delight all is i'm glad i was there he concluded with grim finality margaret turned quickly and so am i she said and yet i don't even know whom to thank though you evidently know me you seem to come from the ground and you handled the car as if it were your own with a sudden exclamation the man stepped to the ground then he turned and faced her hat in hand and i'm acting now as if it were my own too he said almost bitterly i beg your pardon miss kendall i have run it many times for mr spencer that explains my familiarity with it and you are she paused expectantly the man hesitated it was almost on his tongue's end to say one of the mill hands then something in the bright face the pleasant smile 
the half outstretched hand sent a strange light to his eyes i am miss kendall i have half a mind to tell you who i am she threw a quick look into his face and drew back a little but she said graciously of course you will tell me who you are there was a moment's silence then slowly he asked do you remember bobby mcginnis bobby bobby mcginnis the blue eyes half closed and seemed to be looking far into the past suddenly they opened wide and flashed a glad recognition into his face and are you bobby mcginnis yes why of course i remember bobby mcginnis she cried with outstretched hand it was you that found me when i was a wee bit of a girl and lost in new york though that i don't remember but we used to play together there in newtonsville and it was you that got me the contract she stopped abruptly and turned her face away the man saw her lips and chin tremble i can't speak of it even now she said brokenly after a moment then gently tell me of yourself how came you here i came here at once from newtonsville mcginnis's voice too was not quite steady she nodded and he went on without explaining the at once he had thought she would understand i went to work in the mills and i have been here ever since that is all he said simply but how happened it that you came here a dull red flushed the man's cheeks his eyes swerved from her level gaze then came back suddenly with the old boyish twinkle in their depths i came he began slowly well to look after your affairs my affairs yes i was fifteen i deemed somehow that i was the one remaining friend who had your best interests at heart i couldn't look after you naturally in a girl's school so i did the next best thing i looked after your inheritance dear old bobby murmured the girl and the man who heard knew in spite of a conscious throb of joy that it was the fifteen-year-old lad that margaret kendall saw before her not the man grown standing at her side i suppose i thought he resumed after a moment that if i were not here some one might pick up the mills and run off with them and now she was back in the present and her eyes were merry and now well now i come nearer realizing my limitations perhaps he laughed at any rate i learned long ago that your interests were in excellent hands and that my presence could do very little good even if they had not been in such fine shape but i am keeping you he broke off suddenly backing away from the car are you can you you do not need me any longer to run the machine you'll not go back through the town of course no i shall not go back through the town and i can drive very well by myself now i'm sure she declared and he did not know that for a moment she had been tempted to give quite the opposite answer i shall go on to the next turn and then around home by the other way but i shall see you again you will come to see me she finished as she held out her hand mcginnis shook his head miss kendall in the kindness of her heart forgets he reminded her quietly bobby mcginnis is not on hillcrest's calling list but bobby mcginnis is my friend retorted miss kendall with a bright smile and hillcrest always welcomes my friends still standing under the shadow of the great tree mcginnis watched the runabout until a turn of the road hid it from sight i thought twould be easier after i'd met her once face to face and spoken to her he was murmuring softly 
but it's going to be harder i'm afraid harder than when i just got a glimpse of her once in a while and knew that she was here end of chapter twenty one